0: Welcome, thank you for joining me tonight Welcome people of faith I'm going to be talking to the people of faith And about the people of faith tonight What does it mean to be a person of faith? It means putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ Believing that he will manifest himself to us and through us To see miraculous things take place To see the supernatural power of God manifested Through us as we are in Christ And I tell you there are many people of faith that are just looking for an opportunity, like me, looking for those divine opportunities to pray with people, to love on people, and to lead people to Christ. It's God's love. It's his love that draws us. It's his spirit that draws us in, and that he reveals himself in many different ways and forms. So let's begin with prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you've made us people of faith, those who have put their faith and trust in you, those who have committed their lives to you already. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, that you've drawn your drawn your people unto yourself, that you've empowered us, that you've strengthened us, that you've uh, released all that we've needed from moment to moment, hour to hour, day to day, You in, you release all that we need from your presence. All that we need is found in your presence, Lord. We thank you for that. Tonight, God, empower us, empower us and reveal to us, Lord, what it takes uh, to see the miraculous manifested, to see people healed, to see people delivered, to see people saved, and help us to understand that we need to stir one another up in the faith. Stir one another up for miracles. Lord God, use me to speak your words and not my own tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I wrote this message and put this message together, and obviously I'll be led led by the Spirit as I go on, Uh, but there's a few things I put together, and I really put this message together because there's a new perspective and a way of thinking that's making its way around in the churches right now, and I really want to address it, and this kind of thinking, this kind of perspective seems to be disguised as humility. So my goal with this message is to help you understand your authority and that each of us Each of us is given a portion of faith, and that faith is to be put into action in our daily lives. We shouldn't be ashamed of the power we steward or the phenomenal testimonies that come out of manifesting the power of God in Christ. We shouldn't be ashamed of those things, but we should be speaking about those things, sharing our testimonies, sharing our stories of what we've seen and how God has moved among us. So I recently heard a preacher say that he doesn't think we should share the miraculous testimonies that take place through our ministries. And this man is very well known. This preacher is very well known, uh, is followed by, I would say, hundreds of thousands of people. But he was saying that we shouldn't share our miraculous testimonies. And as I understand his intention and purpose, I disagree with this stance for a couple of reasons. First, for most people, it takes someone else's testimony to stir up their faith so they will in turn will believe for either their miracle or that they can be used in this way. Amen. People need to know that they can be used in this way. They need to be stirred up. We need to edify one another, encourage one another in the Lord through our testimonies and through these stories. And second, when someone's in desperate need for healing in their body or to be delivered from demonic forces, they need to know who to call on. They need to know who to call, who to reach out to in their time of need. I know for me, if I want healing, I'm going to reach out. If I've prayed for myself, if I've laid hands on myself, if I've believed God for a healing or to be broken, uh, free from oppression, to get free from oppression and nothing's happening in my life, nothing's happening. I'm not seeing that breakthrough after a couple of days. I'm going to reach out to someone who I know has great faith. You may disagree and say, well, all believers have the power to heal and to save because the Spirit of God lives within them. And I agree. Mark 16:17 and 18, 18 says this, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So Jesus has given every believer the authority and power to carry out these great and mighty exploits. The issue is that not every believer believes that these works are possible in their lives. And that's why we have to stir one another up with the testimonies that we have. And if they do believe they're possible, a lot of times people do believe these things are possible. But many times they don't understand their authority or their their identity in Christ, so they don't have the confidence to move in these things. So this only leaves those in desperate need of a breakthrough uh, with one option. That option is to reach out to someone who has the faith, who has enough faith to produce the desired result. So not only does the person need an unwavering faith to pray and see God move, they need to know who they are in Christ. They need to know their true identity in Christ. So think back to 50 years ago or 100 years ago, we hear all these stories Uh, of course, of a doctor being called to the house, making a home visit, or someone being rushed to a hospital, a doctor coming to administer medicine. Those are the stories, of course, we hear those things, but we also hear about great men and women of God being called on to come over to lay hands on the sick that they would recover, and in some rare cases, call the dead back to life. But we're not hearing about that in today's day and age, are we? We're not hearing about that in modern America. From time to time, you might hear something like this, but we put weight. too much trust in the doctors, way too much trust in modern medicine. And yes, the doctor can help you. I'm not telling you to not go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go to the emergency room, but on your way there, pray on your way there, set up an appointment with someone who you know has faith in Christ and where they've seen things manifested. They've seen healings, they've seen deliverances. Don't just trust solely on the doctor. Put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ who can deliver you, who can heal you. And I've seen it time and time again. I want you to know that the supernatural power of God is still moving today and that he wants to set you free. He wants to heal you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you're still on the move, that you're still doing these great and mighty exploits in our day. So in modern America, most Christians don't even think about calling on people of faith to pray for their loved ones. And if they do, it's weeks or months after most of the time, after that sickness, disease, cancer, or whatever it is, has already wreaked havoc on the person's body. James 5, 14 and 15 tells us what to do when someone among us is sick. It says this, Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well the lord will raise them up if they've sinned they will be forgiven and that's also through repentance the phrase that should stand out most of here most of all here is the prayer offered in faith in faith there's a reason why james didn't just tell them to go seek out anyone but to go to the elders for this prayer of faith The elders being spiritually mature and having an understanding of their authority were the people of faith who would be most willing and able to see a result, most willing and able to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out devils and to release and manifest the power of God. So you may ask if I've ever seen someone pray with very little faith and yet see someone healed and delivered. And yes, I have. I've seen that happen at times. It does happen from time to time, and it takes place because of Jesus's mercy for that person, for the one afflicted, and also to increase the faith of the one who prays in faith while doubting at the same time. As believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we all need to believe this verse with all of our hearts, and this verse is John 14, 13. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. See, the Father wants to glorify himself through his son. The father has given all authority and power to Christ who he also wants to glorify. He wants to see his son glorify. There's a reason why God wants to move in the earth. He wants to make himself known. He wants people to look to him first and not the doctors and not the psychiatrists and not all these ones who, yes, they can help you to a degree, but they can't Help you in a spiritual way. They can't help you in the way that God can. He knows you. He made your body. He made your mind. He made every part of you, and He can heal you in ways that doctors couldn't even fathom. Jesus longs to hear our prayers and supplications for those who are in need of a miracle. And He's already promised that He would do what we ask, that He would do it to glorify Himself, to glorify His Son. I urge you to believe with an expectancy to see the miraculous take place in your own life. Truthfully, it's difficult for people to believe for a miracle when they've never seen one. So this is yet, yet another reason we need to share our testimonies. We're supposed to stir one another up, stir each other up in the faith. We're supposed to encourage one another. In fact, I hadn't seen a miracle take place in my own life until I had seen miracles happening Through my ministry, through my life, through me stepping out, I'd never seen a miracle take place right before my eyes, before I stepped out in faith and saw those things begin to take place. But those occurrences wouldn't have taken place if I hadn't already read stories contained in the Bible about miraculous signs and wonders, about healings, about deliverances. And those stories were the stories of people like Peter and Paul and Elijah and so on. I believe on the word of God, and I acted upon the word of God. That's what it takes, believing upon the word of God and acting upon the word of God to see these things manifested. We do it all by faith, in faith. So the first miraculous healing that took place in my life was outside of a 12-step meeting. And I was going there. Uh, When I first got clean at about 20 years old, a young woman about my age at the same time told me she had these stomach issues and stomach pains that she had going on for years. I stepped out in faith. I believed the word of God. I believe that Jesus said, ask anything you ask in my name shall be done. So I stepped out in faith. I laid hands on her shoulder and I just said, I'm going to pray for you in Jesus name. And I believe that you're going to be healed. So I prayed and immediately the pain went and it never returned. I checked up with her a couple of months later and it never returned from that very moment. So my faith was increased after that experience. And that's the first real healing that I'd ever seen. And it was in my very own life before my very own eyes. And it's continued, my faith has continued to increase to this very day because I've seen so many miracles. You know, there's a song, miracles on miracles. That's, that's the way I look at my life. I've seen so many things take place from those miracles that, that you barely recognize to significant miracles. Of people regaining their sight, being paralyzed, and then being able to walk. Demons coming out of people. People being freed of oppression and possession. Hallelujah. We praise God for all of these things that he's doing in the earth. So after seeing the power of God manifested in supernatural ways over the course of many years, I began to teach and equip others. That they may move in the fullness of what Christ had purchased for them at the cross. He didn't shed his blood only for forgiveness. Obviously, salvation is the main thing. We've got to keep the main thing the main thing. And salvation is why Jesus died on the cross. But secondary to that is the healing that he knew the world would receive. By his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 53. Go to Isaiah 53 and learn about the fact that Jesus purchased our healing through taking those 39 lashes by being tortured and beaten and abused. He did that not only to forgive us, but to heal us as well. So, so testimonies I've heard about people like Smith Wigglesworth, Lester Summerall, F.F. F. Bosworth, A.A. Allen, R.W. Shambach, Marilyn Hickey, Catherine Kuhlman, and many more have helped to elevate my faith to another level. They've, it's brought my faith to a greater levels to hear these testimonies, these stories of great men and women of God moving in the supernatural power of God. If the great exploits they saw were possible for them, they're possible for me too. Hallelujah. When I hear them, I get stirred to believe for greater things, to believe for more and more of God in my life. So I pray that you feel the same way when you hear my testimonies, the testimonies I share with you. So one of the concerns expressed as I share my perspective with different people is that some become filled with pride as they share their stories and people, uh, people begin to put them on a pedestal. And sometimes this happens as people get put on a pedestal, as people say, oh, you great and mighty man of God, people sometimes, or great and mighty woman of God, people get filled with pride at times. But I assure you that as pride grows, the anointing decreases, and I've seen it in different people's lives where it's kind of like a dimmer switch where you can turn the lights on or off with that switch in your, in your home. But God will turn that dimmer switch all the way down to where you still have power, but it's decreased to barely anything, to barely any power at all. And I've seen that happen as pride increases, the anointing decreases. So You can't fake fruit. You can't fake fruit or the lack thereof. You'll begin to see the manifestation of pride in that person if that takes place in their actions and in their words. And eventually you'll pick up on it and you'll see to stay clear from that person until they come to a place of humility where they could repent and turn from that pride and be restored to that former anointing. So I challenge you to move in the supernatural power of God while testifying of what the Lord has done among you. Hallelujah. Let me just pray for you. Let me pray that all of that that teaching, all of that perspective would be broken off of you that tells you don't share your stories. Honestly, I believe that's the influence of the enemy. I believe that's the influence of the enemy. We overcome by the power of the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, the scriptures say. The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, as we release our testimonies, the spirit of prophecy is is brought forth. The spirit of prophecy begins to release words, words of knowledge, and we go into the spirit realm in a different way. So let's pray and just stir one another up. Let's stir one another up. Pray with me if you're watching or you're watching this later. Just receive this. Receive this anointing and pray as I pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh Lord, release right now, release an anointing to heal, release an anointing of boldness, Lord God, boldness to preach your gospel, boldness to step out in faith, boldness to see people healed and delivered of demonic forces. There's so many who are just waiting for a son or a daughter of the Most High God, the Most High King to come along, that they would be set free, that they would be broken out of that bondage that they're now sitting in. So Lord, help each one to understand their identity is in you. If they're a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, their identity is in you, it's found in you. It's not found in their home, it's not found in their car, it's not found in their job, it's not found in their place of employment, no. It's not found in their position or their salary. It's found in you, Jesus. So, Lord, give us great revelation and part revelation to those who are watching about identity, about authority and about testimony and the power of our testimony. What kind of influence that brings to those all around us in Jesus name. Thank you so much for watching. I pray you were blessed by this message. Continue to share your testimonies. God bless you.